You're listening to the Born Again Anxious Podcast. Anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues don't just go away magically for Christians. So let's have an honest conversation about what it's like to be born again and anxious. Well, welcome back to the Born Again Anxious Podcast. I am your host, Adam Reynolds. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you are listening. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm, I'm so glad that you joined us on this, this journey. Um, if you haven't listened to episode one and episode two, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those. Episode one is simply me sharing my story of depression, anxiety, and panic attacks, uh, how those are, those are things that I deal with, and, uh, and uh, kind of gives you some of my reasoning uh, for this podcast and, and why I think it's so important and such an important discussion to be having. And then episode two is a conversation that I had with Jeff Gauss uh, about burnout and depression. Uh, Jeff Gauss is a uh, former pastor that has planted uh, numerous churches. Uh, he now serves as a church planting consultant, and uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. I consider him a friend. And, uh, and we sat down and, and we had a conversation about depression and burnout, uh, something that is, is very uh, personal in nature to him. And uh, he, he gave some tips on kind of walking through those things. And so whether you are a pastor or, uh, you know, you are uh, just someone who, who deals with depression uh, or burnout or uh, knows someone who does or just wants to know more about it, uh, I'd encourage you to go listen to that episode with him. Well, in today's episode, uh, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about 10 myths surrounding depression. You know, we could we could have done an episode. We could have said 100 myths surrounding depression. Uh, but the fact of the matter is you don't want to listen to a a, a podcast episode with 100 myths, right? And so we're going to we're going to focus on 10. Um, there's there's certainly more that we could talk about, but but these I think are ones that have have stuck out to me. You know, I think there is a still a stigma surrounding depression. I think that um, it's true in culture in general, and it's true in the church. I think we're getting better at talking about it, uh, but that stigma is still there. And sometimes I think that stigma is there not because not because people don't want to address the issue, but just because people don't know how to talk about the issue. And so so my hope, you know, with this podcast has always been like let's get a conversation going. Let's let's talk about these things because if we can talk about them and get them out in the open, uh, maybe maybe we'll understand one another more. Uh, maybe for those of you that that deal with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, any other mental health issues, uh, maybe maybe you'll understand yourself a little more. Uh, and hopefully through all this, uh, God can be glorified and we can live in the way uh, that God intended us to live, uh, to, to honor him, to, to glorify him, um, and to make his name known. Uh, and these mental health issues, uh, while they 
are things that we deal with. Uh, they're also um, part of our story uh, in that we can say, even in this, uh, I can glorify God and I can point to how he is good. So let's jump into this. Myth number one, depression is simply sadness. Or maybe another way to put this would be everyone gets depressed, right? This is, this is maybe one of the biggest myths surrounding depression. And, and some of this is just because of, I think, how our culture has used the word depression, right? Sometimes we use the word depression as a, as a uh, stand-in for the word uh, sadness, right? Uh, or we talk about being depressed uh, when we're really talking about being sad, right? We'll say something is, oh, that was so depressing, right? When we really mean, oh, that was sad. And so I think sometimes that has kind of led to this idea of depression simply being sadness. And I think also it's, it's you know, again, if you've never been depressed, you, you, it can be difficult to understand uh, depression. Depression is not simply sadness. Uh, while sadness is, is part of it, um, it's, it's not the whole picture, not even close. Um, the DSM-5 is a manual that um, mental health professionals use to diagnose different um, mental illnesses, different mental disorders, uh, different mental if- issues. And, uh, and, and according to the DSM-5, uh, there are there's a certain set of criteria. I'm sure we'll get into this in later podcasts, but there's a certain set of criteria uh, that you have to um, experience that you have to have to check off, I guess, so to speak, for a sustained period of time. Right? It's at least two weeks, um, and you have to you have to fall into that in order to say what you are experiencing is depression, right? And so I know for me, there are certain times when I um, I would fall into that category and I would say, okay, I'm having a depressive episode uh, right now. Uh, and then there are other times uh, when when I'll have a day or two uh, when when I'm down, uh, whereas one who who deals with, um, depression and, and anxiety, um, I, I would go, you know, okay, is this the beginning of, of some sort of extended depressive episode or is this just a bad day? Um, and sometimes it'll turn out to just be a bad day. To be considered depression, it has to last for a sustained period, right? Like one day of being sad is not depression. So that's myth number one. Depression is not simply sadness. Myth number two, depression is not a real illness. Oh man, we treat depression like this all the time, right? I I remember seeing this uh, comic strip one time, and it was if we treated uh, physical injuries like we treat depression. 
And so I had this guy laying on the ground, his knees all bloody. He's skinned up his knee and he's holding it. And someone is standing over him and saying, well, you just need to walk it off, right? Or there's there's another, uh, another drawing where there is... Um, a guy laying on the ground and, and he has he's broken his arm and in fact the bone is sticking out of his arm and uh, someone is standing next to him and says, uh, well, it's all just in your head, right? The, we, we would look at that with physical injuries and we would say, well, that's absurd. But we do that same sort of thing all the time with mental health issues and mental illness. Right? Look, depression is a real issue. Depression is something that is not just um, sadness. It's not just something that's in, in your head. Um, but it is a real issue that we need to deal with in real ways. So myth number three. And myth number three and myth number four kind of are going to go together they're they're almost kind of two sides uh, of the same coin and they're they're about medication right so myth number three would be medication is for those who just can't handle it or said another way medication is for those who are weak right sometimes we have this attitude that um well i don't need to go go on medication or someone else doesn't need to go on medication uh, because I just need to deal with it. And medication is, is basically saying, well, I, you, I can't handle it. I used to think that way until I actually went on medication. And can I just tell you this? Um, it helped a lot. I, I had a, um, a lady in our congregation, and I, I am super um, blessed to, to lead a congregation of people uh, that are are understanding of uh, mental health issues uh, that have been very receptive of that as I've shared my story and I've had a number of conversations with people who uh, deal with these sorts of issues as well um, do we have you know um, do we have some some improving to do of course we do we we always do right, but I would say for the most part, my congregation is is um, fantastic when it comes to this conversation about mental health issues. And I, I remember talking with this lady one time, and she uh, was she said to me, she said, you know, if you if you went to the doctor and uh, you had uh, diabetes, um, there would be no question, there would be no question at all about going on insulin. Right? Like that's just what you need to do. Or if you had high blood pressure, like really high blood pressure, the doctor would look at you and say, you need to go on medication to regulate that. So why do we treat mental health any differently? Right? Now, now those are conversations that need to happen with your doctor, with your counselor, with your psychologist. Uh, but but those are conversations that need to happen. Medication is not just for those who can't handle it. Medication is not just for those who are who are quote unquote weak, right? Medication is something that can help. Here's here's the way I look at it. God created you and me, right? God created people, 
and he gave us gifts and he gave us abilities. And, and we use those gifts and abilities to bring him glory, right? And there are some uh, who have used their gifts and abilities to develop medications that are helpful for people, uh, that, that help mental illness and that help uh, physical illnesses, right? And at the end of the day, it's, it's not to say that, well, uh, what God has created is bad and so we somehow need to fix it. No, it's to say this, we live in a fallen world and we have the effects of that. And so these medications that have been created, that have been developed, uh, help us to live in, uh, in such a way that God intended. Now, things will never be whole again until uh, we, uh, we are united with God you know, in, in heaven for eternity, right? But, but medication can help now. Here's what medication does for me. Uh, it takes the, um, it takes the focus off of my depression, off of my anxiety, off of my panic attacks, so that I can focus on the things of God, right? I'm, I'm on a low dose. Um, the particular medication I'm on, I'm probably on the lowest dose. Um, and, and so, you know, those are conversations to have with, with a medical professional. Myth number four, and I said this is kind of the, the other side of the coin. Um, here's, here's the other myth, is that medication automatically cures depression, Medication is not some magic pill that makes all your problems go away. And if we approach medication like that, I'm not sure it's a, it's a healthy um, way to approach it. Look, medication can help, uh, and medication can also hurt. Um, I've heard way too many stories of people that have been over prescribed medication, um, and it has actually hurt them. It's why you need to have that conversation with a medical professional. Uh, but I also know many people that, that even on medication, even though it helps, still deal with these issues. Look, I, I tell you, at the end of the day, uh, I still deal with panic attacks. I still deal with anxiety, and I still deal with depression, even though I'm on medication. It helps, it makes it better, uh, but, it, but medication can't be the only answer. Uh, there, there are other things that you need to address, right? There's a, there, there are um, cognitive things that you need to address. Uh, there are ways of thinking that you need to address, and frankly, there are spiritual issues that you need to address as well. Myth number Five. Oh man, this is a this is a great myth. Depression is a women's issue, and this kind of goes goes back to um, this whole thing about depression simply being sadness, or um, you know, when we talked about it. Well, it's for people who can't handle it, right? Um, medication is for people who can't handle it. Uh, it kind of is the same line of thinking that feeds in here. Well, depression is just a women's issue. 
it's kind of that stereotypical, uh, you know, buck up, um, be a man, all these sorts of things. Well, just tell you this. Um, I, I don't know that I need to spend a lot of time on this, but I'll just say this. Statistics don't, uh, don't prove that. Uh, statistics actually show otherwise. Um, men struggle with depression uh, just like women do. Um, and when we have this attitude, um, it actually creates bigger issues. All right, myth number six. Uh, myth number six. You just got to snap out of it, right? Or another way to say this is depression is all in your head. Um, here, here's what you know if, if you have dealt with depression or you have... Um, uh, know someone who who does, uh, you can't just snap out of it. It's not just something that you say, okay, today I'm not going to be depressed, and poof, you are no longer depressed anymore. Um, it's something that um, doesn't go away just because you say, okay, I, I, I'm going to ignore this. Right? Here's the way that I've explained it. Uh, to people before. You know when you wake up on a Monday and you um, are laying there before you you're get out of bed and you don't want to get out of bed. All the things are running through your head about uh, what, what you have to do, what happened last week, the bad things that happened. Uh, you're thinking, oh man, it's a Monday and the work week is starting. Right, you're thinking about all your responsibilities, all all these sorts of things, but but at some point you go, okay, even in spite of this, I got to get up, I got to get up, I got to will myself to do this, and once you get up and you get going, um, things tend to get better. Right, that's that's the typical experience. Well, here's the thing with with depression. Here's kind of how depression works. Um, is it that there's this lie that goes on inside your head uh, that doesn't allow you it doesn't it doesn't allow you to just will yourself to get up right and and even when you get up and you get going like those thoughts are still there they don't just go away now it has to be Again, back to the whole, it's, it's a sustained thing. So, so we're not just talking one day or two days or three days of this, but we're talking a long sort of span of this. But for me, that illustration has always helped in how to describe to people what depression is like. It's not something that you can just snap out of. Uh, now, uh, positive Thoughts, positive thinking, changing your your thinking uh, can can certainly help, and that's something that we'll talk about in in later episodes. Um, but that's not the the fix all, right? You're not just going to will yourself into not having depression. Myth number seven: talking about it makes things worse. It's actually this myth. Uh, this myth is why I started this podcast. 
because I think for too long there has been this issue. If we don't talk about it, it just goes away. Or there's been this myth that that talking about it um, somehow makes it worse, right? That, oh, I'm reminded that I'm depressed, so I'm going to be more depressed. Part of the lie of depression is nobody else has this. That's that's the lie that plays over over in my head, right? That nobody else deals with this. Nobody else can understand. But it's interesting. Every time that I have talked about this in a public setting, there is always one person that comes up, at least one person that comes up and says, thank you. Um, I thought I was the only one, but now I know that I'm not. Or I, I didn't know how I could deal with this, right? But now I know that I'm not alone. Talking about it does not make things worse. Talking about it can make things better and can remove the stigma. Myth number eight, hard work beats depression. Or maybe another way to say it would be keeping busy cures depression. No, (laughs) not at all. See, and I, and I don't, I, you know, sometimes this maybe depends on your personality. Uh, but I know for me, uh, when I am going through a, a depressive episode, sometimes there's the lie of if I just work harder, if I just do more things, then I will distract myself enough to where I won't have to think about depression. But that kind of goes hand in hand uh, with with the last myth, right? That talking about it makes it worse, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, Hard work beats depression, so I'm just going to work hard and I don't have to think about it. Do you ever put a take a uh, can of soda and shake it up really, really good, and then you open it? What what happens? It spews everywhere. That's what happens when we continue to push feelings down and down and down. Eventually, it's just going to explode. All right, myth number nine. Depressed people always show obvious symptoms. Sometimes we think it's really easy to tell if somebody's depressed because they're, they're going to they're gonna show it. They're going to be sad. They're going to uh, walk around and, and it's going to be really obvious. But honestly, a lot of times it's it's not. When I when I am experiencing depression, um, other than those that are closest to me, uh, it's sometimes hard for people to tell. Um, sometimes when I um, w- when I am in one of these depressed uh, periods. Um, I'll, I'll flip into myth number eight, right? This hard work beats depression. And then when I'm doing that, people can't see uh, necessarily the signs of my depression. Now, if they're, if they're paying attention real close, they can. Uh, but for the most part, uh, they, they can't. You know, we think that depressed people always show obvious symptoms, uh, but one of the things that is is so hard about depression is sometimes uh, we silently struggle with it. And so I think I think this is why it's so important 
to to have conversation about this, to remove the stigma surrounding depression. And then myth number 10, depression is a life sentence. It's not a life sentence. Look, I... I, I, I talked, I think it was in episode one, I talked about this, how I uh, used to pray, uh, God, take this away from me. God, why won't you take this away from me? And then there was a shift where I started saying, God, help me to live faithfully uh, in in the midst of this. That didn't mean that I that I quit praying um, that... that um, you know, I would no longer deal with depression. Um, I am hopeful that one day there will be a time when I don't. But I also recognize the fact that there is a good likelihood that for the rest of my life I will I will deal with depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. And I am okay with that because I don't view that as a life sentence. It's not simply something that is going to weigh me down. But instead, it's something that I want to use for the glory of God, to help others, point others to him. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, and I'm, I'm hopeful, maybe one day uh, depression, anxiety, and panic attacks will not be part of my life. Uh, because I truly believe that, that God, if he is who he s- says he is, and he is who we believe him to be, uh, has the ability to take those things from us. But even if he doesn't, he's still good. And I'm still going to use my experiences with these things for his glory to tell others the good news about Jesus. So there you have it. Ten myths surrounding depression. You know, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, which which one of these myths uh, have have you struggled with in the uh, in the past? Uh, which which one of these myths do you find that people believe the most? I'd love to hear from you on on what you think on that. The best way to do that is to go over to Facebook and uh, join our Born Again Anxious uh, group. It's for people that that uh, want to talk more about these things, who, who listen to the podcast and, and want to keep the conversation going. Well, hey, thanks for listening. I hope that this has been encouraging to you. Um, I hope that that maybe today has has dispelled, dispelled some myths in your in your mind about depression. And I hope that this has kept the conversation going. Well, thanks for listening to the Born Again Anxious podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Additionally, if you'd like to continue the conversation, we'd love to connect on Facebook. So just go to facebook.com slash bornagainanxious and join our private Facebook group, or you can simply find us by searching Born Again Anxious.